0: Our next guests are the co hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big, mm. show, big show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's some big show. Is everybody ready? Thirsty, thirsty Thursday.
1: Thirsty Thursday.
0: Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. <laughs>
2: It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, broadcasting live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton, producing today across the glass from us. What's happening over there, Gordon? I'm here. I'm ready to go. Good. You know, as I was
3: walking in today, I mean, I exercised earlier. I mean, yeah, trying to do that every day. But as I was walking in, I started to limp.
2: What's that all about? Just like what hurt? You just uh, limped like Kind of like that, a... that
3: upper leg kind of hip area. Okay,
2: so there was an issue. You didn't just... It wasn't just some mental thing where you're limping now.
3: <laughs> no. Okay. No, no. Yeah, I didn't walk in like a pirate, you know.
2: <laughs> well, you know, people develop ticks and different things over time. You never know. Like, all of a sudden, no. Why is Gordon limping? What's the matter with him? Nothing, really. He just limps. Well, I mean... <laughs> Have you ever wo- uh, awakened with a body
3: ache that uh, wasn't there before?
2: You know what? That happened to me. I've got a horrible neck pain today. really? Slept on something wrong. Just terrible. Well, and what's obviously, the deal with that? Obviously, my voice sounds terrific oh, you today. Sound to sexy, you sound sexy, man. Yeah, sounding good. Little, it's going to be a good show. A little cold? Yeah, yeah. Summer cold. Not not coronavirus. Doctors <laughs> have been consulted. Uh, spare me your, uh, your your concern. Everybody's fine, but... I'm fine. Are you feeling I just, okay? Yeah, yeah, I just don't sound great. What do you
3: mean? That's that's a good uh, gravelly sound. That's nice. hello. No, just just a little mucusy.
2: That's all. But I'm say fine. something.
3: Uh, say send a sexy message to our listeners. No, I'm
2: not going to uh, do that. Oh my God! Come on. Confidence is very sexy. I'll leave that to you. Oh, that's your portion. No, of but show. you're the one with. The- I know when to stay in my lane. I know. I know the what's our guy from San Francisco? Stay in your lane. That guy. <laughs> I I stay in my lane. That's your lane. Austin, you ever awakened with a body ache? Constantly. Really? It's something different every
1: time. Every day. <laughs> what is it today? Uh, today it's my knee. It feels like I got hit with a baseball bat. <laughs> really? Yeah. Tanya. I mean that's insensitive, but yeah. Yeah. Actually, it wouldn't be Tanya. It would be
3: uh, what, Jeff Kaluli. Nancy. Kulule. Nancy. Nancy.
1: Uh. Well,
3: yeah. I mean, what is that? You guys are young. I'm old. Yeah, but. Does Lloyd wake up with an ache? Yeah, him too.
2: Constantly. An <laughs> ache. <laughs> his, his name is Jackson. <laughs> anyway. Well,
3: I mean, I bet a lot of our listeners can relate to that at some level. I suppose. So,
2: things going well in your world? Yeah. You doing all right? Yeah. Other okay. than the limp? You exercised? Congratulations. <laughs> Austin, what's going on with you other than your uh, ex- extraordinary knee pain?
1: Uh that's pretty much it. Uh family uh, in-law family is leaving tomorrow, so I got to go do the uh celebratory, I mean obligatory, I mean want to be there <laughs> goodbye tonight, so. Where are
3: they going? Home.
1: Oh. Where's home? Uh one family lives in Wisconsin and the other is currently not uh, they don't live anywhere. <laughs> They're just nomadic. They saw how much they could sell their house for and did so and now they they're just are here.
3: they doing a the van life? Not really, more <laughs> like
1: a storage unit life. <laughs> are they looking for a couch to sleep on? No, that's they've got they've got a lot more. They've got the in-laws' ah. house that was
2: pretty much empty. There. Honestly, I bet there's a lot of that going around because now work is a little bit more mobile yeah. for for some folks, and the market is red hot and. Hey, I'll sell, but don't on that.
3: You want to sell when the when when the prices are high, but you don't want to buy when the prices are high because then that's counterproductive,
2: right? So you just sell, and then you. you Well, I I guess there's a thing, and I haven't really looked into it, but my wife's talked about it a little bit. I guess there's a thing called like Zoom towns, and that like normal small town folk are a little grumpy with. New small-town folk who all of a sudden can be small-town folk. Because <laughs> they're selling their house in the city and heading to the small right, town? Right, but they can work from anywhere. Ah, uh, You know what I mean? So no longer do you have to be in Manhattan. I can be in the middle of nowhere, Colorado, and work doing and yet city work. In, enjoy the, the spoils of uh, the country living. So
3: if you're not wearing overalls and you don't have, like, a bandana hanging out of your back pocket and you're not working the land... Then you're looked upon with a
2: suspicious eye. I don't know. I don't know. But Zoom town apparently is a thing.
1: Zoom I thought you town. said Exoom. I did too.
2: No, no, no. Zoom. I was going ex zoom what? Me. Zoom, like like you're on Zoom. Isn't that funny how we both thought you said Exoom? Maybe I did. I don't know. I meant Zoom. <sighs> but Gordon knows all about the in-laws crashing, so. I told you, I'm running out of bed and breakfast. Sons in law, who have stolen Gordon's seat. <laughs> On the couch. Well. Which I still think is a bridge too far, but you're much more, you know, gracious than I am. I'm all right with it. You should take it back. (laughs) (laughs) Just do one of those protests where you sit and just don't move. Like, spend a whole weekend like I'm here. Yeah, but okay, what do I do
3: with the son-in-law who's sitting next to his wife who happens to be my daughter who happens to be seven and a half months pregnant? And I want her to be comfortable, and I want them to be able to sit together, and that happens to be the the, the spot, the okay. prime spot. So I'm not kicking my daughter out, and so uh, you know I want them to spend time together. So uh, you know,
2: but your daughter is not the one taking up your spot. Yeah, but she, it's right next to the spot, and so it works out nicely. You know who so, knows that son in law but but here's the thing <laughs> it, your your daughter it's your daughter can sit where she wants absolutely i'm I'm one hundred percent on board and as long as that doesn't conflict with you sweet but here's what you do about it that's not your problem. <laughs> he can sit onto the ground in front of your daughter <laughs> yeah. well, I want everyone to be comfortable you know I want you to be comfortable well I'm comfortable Gordon. too I it's not like it's no, it's not like
3: I'm sitting on you know a, you know, an old, you know, traveling, you know, chest somewhere with nowhere to lean back
2: into. I'm mean, fine where I am. But plus, I think it's the message that you sent. Like, everybody's got to draw the line somewhere, right? You know, got to got to say, okay, Papa's opinion makes a difference around you know, here. You know, it's funny
3: because <laughs> I, I was talking with my wife about that last night. I was saying how somehow I have created an environment in my house where everyone can speak their mind. Except? No, no, I I can speak my mind, too. But I never, ever would have argued with my father-in-law about anything. If he said something, I might have politely said, oh, yeah, that's really interesting. This is the way I view it. But never would I have uh, uh, countered what my father-in-law was saying. But these days, I mean, I, I i don't know. Is it good or bad that I've created an environment in my house where everyone can speak their mind, even if it disagrees with
2: me? I, think- I mean, half the time I go home, I feel like I'm talking to you. I feel like... That's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> uh, I feel like there's there's a happy medium here. I didn't know your father-in-law, but it sounds like maybe he took things a tad too far. No, no
3: he didn't. But, he was wonderful. He was a wonderful man. And I just... My respect for him was so high that... Uh, and, and apparently that respect in my case is
2: is not as so high. So I guess that's what I'm saying maybe then. It's time to take some of that back. <laughs> and you're starting with the couch. <laughs> Jake, you're an inspiration. Thanks, buddy. I'm just I'm just here to help. Well, you you love your sons-in-law. We got it. We're do you just, ever talk, we're just cracking the jokes?
3: Do you ever talk to your wife the way you talk to me? Yes. <laughs> and does that get you in trouble? Sometimes. Yeah, I I've noticed that. Every once in a while, I'll come home from the show and I'll start talking to my wife, and my wife will say, "Whoa, <laughs> you're talking to me now." Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I can't call her a casual fan, for instance.
2: Which you did to me yesterday, which hurt me deeply, I lost sleep over that you and a couple not. other things. <laughs> what else did you lose? Um, well, we've got a newborn, Gordon. I lost a ton of sleep for a variety of reasons oh, okay. last night. Uh, we had we had a blown out diaper. About oh, those are nasty. Nuclear. I think it was like 4 a.m. But honestly, I didn't. Whenever I'm up and i look at the clock it's just depressing and creates some anxiety about getting enough sleep so i've decided to stop looking at the clock um or at least try but yeah yeah it woke up you know stuff everywhere and laundry was stuff done and <laughs> many wipes were used <laughs> some curse words did were you, said Did you uh, do
3: you ever like it does it ever get so bad that you got to break out the tub
2: yes it that not not i don't my, mean for the baby i mean for you yes <laughs> More more, appropriate, more accurately, my wife. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. Stuff happens, man. I'm not complaining.
3: So I have a, qu- I have a question. And,
2: uh, and it's not meant to be
3: uh, divisive in any way, shape, or
2: form. Okay. Who <laughs> is what you say right before asking a very divisive question? All you fellas
3: out there, I'm interested in knowing. You know, your wife or your partner works hard. Works every bit as hard as you do. Do you take on uh, half of the duties when it comes to those exploded diapers? You, is, is that the way it works now? Does everyone
2: join in equally? I think for the most part, or at least within reason. That's what it sounds like. That's how you do it. Well, in this particular case, I mean, let's just say like, you're more efficient changing a tire with a pit crew than you are on the side of the road just you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you become part of the crew. Right. The all of so sudden, it's a team the, effort. The team effort really maximizes efficiency and and minimizes mess when it comes to that situation. So yeah, I'll, my wife first encountered it and then I got the, you know, the elbow like, "Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we got we've got uh, a code uh, 4 here. We need to uh, we need to team teamwork uh, this this situation." So all you fellas out there, is that the way you
3: do it at your home? I mean, do you, uh, do you share those domestic duties 50-50? Austin, is that how you do it? Sounds like it is. Yeah, I love my wife.
2: <laughs> okay. I would bet currently my wife is well ahead of me uh, in the diaper count, but that just is kind of our <laughs> count. Ours, you count? our count, circumstance. Not really, but she's at home with the baby all day. Yeah. So, but i tried. And she, to, said she's an, she works outside the home, although
3: she's inside the home working outside the home right
2: now, like a lot of people.
3: Well, she's on maternity leave at the moment. So
2: oh, that's good. Okay. So, still, does that still, still have a couple that, more weeks of that to okay, go? Okay. So, the
3: fact that she's on maternity leave, does that change the equation a little bit? Yeah, because
2: she's with the baby yeah, man. Okay. Yeah. And that's okay. Well there are some certain biological um, <laughs> factors that well, come into play as well that yeah, but I you, can't you, really compete with. So she Yeah, she but you is, you were you were hoping for that. No, well I was for a variety of reasons. Yeah.
3: Because when the baby cries in the middle of the night, you didn't want to have to get up no, to give the baby the no, bottle,
2: right? No. And I am mad at you for bringing this up cuz the real reason for it, I don't want to get into.
3: The real reason for it is cuz it's
2: good for, good for the baby. Is that the real reason? Or well, yes, yeah, it is one. good for the baby. And actually, Yeah, it is good for the baby. Yeah. And with baby number one, there were some... Some things got in the way. Some things got in the way at no. the beginning. So, also, have you ever purchased formula? It's expensive.
1: It's, it's like the weight of gold. Hmm. Yeah,
2: it's ridiculous. Okay. So wanted her to have that experience.
3: Okay. Well, that's, that's nice of you. Okay, honey. Go take care of it. <laughs> I have slept through a lot.
2: It's <laughs> funny how what's good for the baby is good for you. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I, I'm, I need to uh, uh, call the folks at my hearing center because it's probably a good time to get my hearing check because I have slept through more than I should be sleeping through. Anyway... All right, good times. All right, well we got all that taken care of. You know what's coming up on the show today, Gordon? Sam Amick will join us at four. Tim Lacombe will be on the show at five. Get right, Tim's thoughts good. on the uh, on the NBA Finals. Sounds good to me. All right, should we get into the split story of the yeah, day? Yeah, let's do all it. All right, Austin, hit it. Two guys,
0: two topics, two, two opinions. Two. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day. On ninety seven 12.80, the zone and the Zone Sports Network. It's a goal it's a goal of mine. You no, know, obviously you you know, you see a lot of people have different routes. You know, you can never, you know, judge anybody for the way he wins the championship, that he chooses to win a championship. But at the end of the day, you know, doing it in the, the team that you know you started it's I feel like it means more. For me, it's like it's a, it's a dream, you know, it's a, it's a goal of mine. And um, not just me, everybody, every basketball player that plays in the NBA wants to win a championship, most of them. But doing it in, you know, the team that drafted you in the, you know, the city that
2: embraced you, you know, the organization that, you know, helped you, it means a lot. There is Giannis talking about uh, his desire to win a championship uh, in Milwaukee, where it all started. Market size be damned, Gordon. I like it. I like what I hear from
3: Giannis. And uh, if all the jazz players are listening or any of the stars are listening, and that's a nice thing for them to hear. I like that sentiment. and uh, But here's the thing. I believe that a player like Giannis should have some say-so in what the team does. Because I think he's owed that. He's such a great player that he should be consulted, and he should have a say-so. Now, I understand you said earlier, stay in your lane. I get that there are, there's a chain of command, and there are certain people hired for certain jobs. But if Giannis has that attitude about winning a championship for the city of Milwaukee and for all the Bucks fans out there, he should be rewarded uh, in, by, in respect in consultation, and uh, in, in the way he's treated, and I, I hope the Bucks do that. I, I think they probably do, but uh, I think that should be true for every star player uh, who who wants to stay where he is. That's one of the reasons Damian Lillard uh, should have always been listened to in Portland. Now I don't know if he was or he wasn't. Maybe he was, but uh, I think his opinion counts, and he should be treated as such for for his great talent and for his his attitude about the club
2: so that i i surprised that's the direction you went i i don't necessarily agree with that but i i uh, what do you I disagree had, with well, I uh, we've had this discussion before. I, well, I don't know that no, no, that's, that's yeah. necessarily a good idea. And what happens, uh, you know, uh, when the Rockets turn the franchise over to James? Well, I don't Harden. mean turn the franchise over. That's taking it too far. But here's the thing: I like I like the Giannis State in Milwaukee. I like that that he has that sentiment because what I like about professional sports is it's as even as it possibly can get. Salary caps. You know, the abilities where they eliminate the market stuff as much as they possibly can. You can never totally take it out of it because marketing is a thing. Branding is a thing. You can never take the fact that you can make a lot of money in L.A. Well, LeBron James is going to be a billionaire. Uh, this year, he's going to cross that threshold a lot because of his media and marketing and all that sort of stuff, which he can maximize in LA. That's always going to be true. But all but of as, that was underway before he got. But there. As, <clears throat> as far as competition on the floor, the rules are set up to make it as even as possible, so that the dream in Milwaukee is just as bright as the dream in LA, or at least as much as humanly possible. Doesn't usually work out that way. It, but it, it can't be perfect, mm-hmm. but it it's pretty good. You know, right down to the draft. I mean, the idea is to totally make it even. And the rules are set up to encourage a player to stay with the franchise that drafts it through a variety of different ways. I'm glad it worked with Giannis, and I'm glad he's proving that you can win anywhere. I think that's, that's important for the Jazz, that players know that you can win anywhere. And if you win, then good things happen for you in those other realms as well. But you can win in Utah. You can win in Milwaukee. You can win in Oklahoma City. That you can win, I mean, to a lesser extent in Phoenix. Because a lot of players want to live in Phoenix. But I think that's what I take from those comments. Is you want it to work. If you're a Jazz fan, you want it to work. You want Giannis to stay and you want Giannis to win. And you want whatever
3: team you root for, your stars to see what Giannis is doing, where he's doing
2: it. Yes, exactly.
3: it's want- possible, like you were saying, you can do it. That's one of the reasons I respect what Milwaukee did in getting Holiday. They were
2: aggressive. They went Yeah, solved the problem, got a great
3: player. Yeah, yeah and they gave up something, a little of their depth to do it, but they, they, they want to put as good a team as they can on the floor with Giannis there. Uh, and uh, that's that's the way it should be, as far as I'm concerned. If you're a smaller market team and you have the acumen and the foresight to pick a player out in the draft and develop that player into what a guy like Giannis has become, then then okay, that's part of that's part of the the deal. The other part is to complete it so that that guy has what he needs. To to be a real contender, and players like Giannis just are pretty rare, pretty rare. So you got to take advantage of it while you got it, and that that's really I know that's easier said than done, and I'm sure the Jazz are are wrestling with that stuff as we speak, and they have for a number of years now. But that's tough,
2: but it's it's the call. It's what you're called to do, really. And it's, you know, it says something, it's the the alpha dog move, right? You know, I don't go to you, you come to me. And I don't know, I'd be selling that if I were a small market franchise. Like, I thought you were a big deal. Players should be coming to you. Why are you going to them? All right. But, uh, I mean, part of, you know, to get back to this, I love the chess game about the NBA, right? You know, I love the front office stuff, the moves. The, that's that's what gives you an edge. You have smart people making right decisions when it comes all the way down the line is the key and the recipe for success. And And that, yes, includes star players to a nth degree. But there's so much that goes into it. And listen, if we're smarter than the competition and we do it better, you have every opportunity to win here. If you have faith in us, we'll have faith in you. Let's go. And that's what's so frustrating
3: for teams who do everything you just said. And then the end of that extended first contract comes and then they become an unrestricted
2: free agent. And boom, they're gone. That's why there's hurt feelings across the board in this (laughs) business, because it's cold. Yeah. It's cold. I mean, because you did all the work. You
3: were smart enough to pick the player. You developed that player. Board you helped him develop. It. And indeed yep. Did mm-hmm. everything you possibly did. In a lot of cases, you do make moves to, to try to bolster the whole thing. And then the guy says, adios. Yeah, that sucks. What Gordon Hayward did to the Jazz absolutely sucks. But it happens. It happens. It's happened uh, uh, before Gordon. It's happened since that. It's It, it happens. And it's... It's the way the rules are written. But – and here's the other thing. There are certain franchises who do benefit from where they are so that they don't have to be as smart as the smaller market guy or,
2: or the teams with less of an advantage. I'll say it that way. So I, I'm i rooting for Milwaukee for a variety of reasons, but that's part of it. And it's not like Phoenix is a major, you know, dominant market either per se. But Milwaukee's at – it's a cold-weather city. <laughs> You know, it's it's kind of a second city to the second city down the down the freeway. It plays second banana to Chicago. You know, it's in a college football area. That for that franchise to have success, I think would be pretty cool. Yeah, that's true. When was the last time
3: Milwaukee won a championship? Was it when uh, the old Lou Alcindor was playing for? I would guess so. You wouldn't know better than me. uh, When was that? Seventy-something, early seventies. 71. 71 or 74? Why am I thinking 74?
2: 71? Okay. Well, it doesn't matter. It's been a long time. What about the two years in between? That seems pretty weird. 71 or 74. Not like 71 or 72 or 72 or 73. Like, <laughs> that's very specific. It was either 71 no, the reason or 74. I, no, the
3: reason I said that is because I just had 74 in my mind, but I think Austin's right. So, uh, good, good, good. Doesn't matter. It was a long time ago, and Milwaukee's been. Left in the lurch many times.
2: And probably going to happen again.
3: What pick was Giannis?
2: Oh, like 15. We can look it up. But he was in the teens. So
3: somebody with the Bucks really was smart. Right. And they deserve to be rewarded for that. 15.
2: Yeah, 15. Bam, nailed it. So he and Kawhi
3: have that in common.
2: Well, I mean, mean, maybe this is a topic for when we have a little bit more time, but it's why teams invest so many resources in scouting overseas nowadays because, you know, if you can get a franchise player that the glitz hasn't really hit yet because he didn't come up through the AAU and college Uh basketball and all of a sudden, bam, home run. I've got this guy from overseas that nobody knows about. But then, you know, for every Giannis, there's also, uh, who was that guy who was taken in uh, by the Pistons? In the Carmelo Anthony Dwayne Wade oh, draft. Um, Darko Milicic. Darko,
3: yeah. That's right. But We're, this is what it's like. This is what it's like. Jake. I mean, it, it is. It's a treasure hunt. Are we have any update on the treasure hunt around here? Did they find it?
1: Did they get they the They found tenfold? it? Where was it? Uh, It was in Holiday someplace.
3: In Holiday? Huh? Yeah.
1: Really? Yep. Founded uh, either July 3rd or 4th.
3: What was the whole thing about the uh, the blue and the red and the, everything you could see off to the west? It, I don't know.
2: If it was at the playground that i take my daughter <laughs> to and holiday, I'm going to be bent. <laughs> but this one's like, let's say you, uh, on, on, just on a lark,
3: you decide, I'm going to invest in a gold mine. I'm going to do it. I mean, high risk, high reward, probably not going to amount to anything, but it might uh, was near so, the trailhead of Hughes Canyon Trail in Holiday. So you take the chance and you you uh, invest in a gold mine and you strike gold and you're digging gold, but after seven years, somebody else comes in and says, "I'll take. I got this now. I'm taking over." Why? Them's the rules. Well, that kind of sucks. You'd be grumpy. You got to get all the gold out of there you can during those seven year period. You'd be grumpy, and then and then somebody else's gold mine. Yeah, well, doesn't seem fair, does it? But it's fair to the players, I guess. It was a big deal that Giannis re-upped with Milwaukee. Yeah, it was a big deal. And you know, Rudy has the same attitude about staying here. At least that's what he's always said. I'll never forget when he, the first time he won Defensive Player of the Year, they asked him if he won, about winning a championship
2: and the whole super team thing, and he said, "No, it means more winning right where I am." Do you want my super to take on this? I was, I I was debating whether or not I'd go this direction. But <laughs> what? It's easy for Giannis Mr. to say Sunshine. that. It's easy for Giannis to say that when he's in the finals. Damian Lillard said all that stuff, and now the likelihood of him being on the Blazers next year is what? Certainly not a hundred percent.
3: what Aaron Rodgers said. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers said the same thing. Well, he did. He win did win the championship, but. He said he wanted to finish his career in Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. so talk. Was so two
2: years ago. So talk is kind of cheap, but I appreciate it. Here's a take from yesterday. I believe that he believes that. <laughs> oh no, that is that's that, that second to
3: why would anybody possibly care about that? What you said yesterday may have been a low, an absolute nadir. But I believed that. I <laughs> <laughs> what did you say then? You said. I believe that you believe that you believe that. What, what did you say?
2: Oh, I said, I believe that you believe that, is what I said yesterday. As opposed to... <laughs> but I believed that. I believed that you believed.
3: You be- You believed that I was lying to myself.
2: We'll have more next. Stay tuned. <laughs> it's the big show. If you have any reaction to this, this small market convo, I'd be curious to hear it. We can get to more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Presented by Big O Tires. With the lowest price on every tire, every day. With no credit needed financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's
2: The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the Day today, Jimmy Eat World. Selected by Austin and brought to you by... Well, actually, Jimmy World brings their 2021 tour to Salt Lake. Awesome. At the Union Event Center, uh, on sale starting tomorrow, July 9th at 10 a.m. Tickets available at uh, theunioneventcenter.com, produced by Live Nation.
1: You know who's coming with them as well? Who's that?
2: Taking Back Sunday.
1: Oh, yeah. This is an Austin Horton concert. Yeah, this is an Austin Horton. That's yeah. why I
2: thought you selected the band. Actually. I would have, yeah. yeah. But no, doing it, uh, go get your tickets. Coming up tomorrow, 10 a.m. That'd be a good show. You want to go, Gordon? That's all right. It's not in the country realm. It's not disco
3: or country. No. So. I'm, not, I'm not country. I mean, I like Old Dominion, but and and I, like, I like one Blake Shelton song and a couple of Kenny
1: songs. Jimmy Buffett. Listen, if uh, you, Jimmy Buffett is, is not really country. He's in the Country Music Hall of Fame. If you yeah, tour
2: but, the country with a band... And that band is a country band, you sir, are a country. I, I I did I never did that. How many different states have you seen uh, Kenny in? Um, or Old Dominion or any of them? How many different states have you gone to country concerts in?
3: Probably three.
2: Not California, too? Not that I can remember. Okay. Your country buddy. It's all good. <laughs> He's right. gone
1: country. <laughs> yeah. Well, I right. really
2: haven't. Uh, but. You're just. Uh, my uh, wife has. We keep bringing this up because you're so defensive about it. <laughs> yeah, but that's because it's not true. Lisa could go to a concert without you. You don't have to be, you know, there all the time. I, I want
3: to be with my wife,
2: you know. <laughs> this is your jam.
1: <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> oh, you See, this is too <laughs> twaggy. Who is this? This is the the greatest of all
2: time, Alan Jackson. Who, by the way, is going to be the next concert here at this building. Is he really? Yeah. I thought he would retire. I was talking to security about it today. It's it, uh, I think it's in the beginning of August. I, August. Saw,
1: I saw him in concert at USANA a few years ago with my parents.
2: Amazing show. Really? Yep. You know, it start at 5 o'clock? Somewhere? I don't know. Good joke, though. You are wearing a Jimmy Buffett shirt today.
3: <sighs> I have I am. Oh, come on! anybody who doesn't like Jimmy Buffett isn't done. something's some's not completely right. So she packs her All right, because Jimmy's more—I you call him country, I call him more beach music, is what he is. Oh, I like Zach Brown too. That's kind of country, isn't it?
0: Back to her roots. She's gone country. I
3: don't know. yes I, You tell I, me, country? Jackson. You. He sang one of the best best songs I've ever heard. The one, not, not that it's 5 o'clock somewhere, it's that other one where he goes through the, his uh, life's history with his wife.
1: That's What's that song called? Remember When?
3: Yeah, that's a great song. I love that song.
1: See, there's nothing wrong with being country. I don't know why you're running from it. Yeah, you're good, If you buddy. like country, you yeah, like country. It's all right. And if I don't like Jimmy Buffett, that doesn't mean I'm stupid <laughs> or have something wrong with me. <laughs>
2: Gordon did call me unsophisticated yesterday. He, he just actually, called me and said something's wrong with me. Yeah, he did. <laughs> a lot of insults being hurled about today. I don't oh, mean it like that. Was, that. You,
3: the most overrated band in history. Oh, now you're hitting me with the Beatles.
1: Oh. What? This will be a good air check for Live Nation. Hey, Jimmy, World, that's going to
2: be a good show. You want to go, Jake? Take him back Sunday, I'd go. Okay. Gordon, you want to go? No. No, I'm going to the party hounds
3: this weekend.
2: Yeah, that's happening.
3: I think I'm going to Coolin' Gang this weekend too.
2: Coolin' they where's cool in the Gang this weekend? They're
3: I don't know. I don't know. I'm, being, I'm, I'm being taken. What's wrong with Coolin' the Gang? Now Nothing. I like Coolin' the Gang. Like Coolin' the Gang. Like, I'm being No, taken. I just didn't. No, I meant the details of it. I, I'm unclear on. But anyway is own man. Everybody likes their own music. That's fine. I'm not going to shame anybody. The only thing I get angry about is when people say the Beatles are overrated. I mean, because the Beatles the Beatles are, are worse than the Monkees. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they are a bit. Overrated.
3: No. <laughs> no, the Beatles are worse than Millie Vanilli. Not true. The Beatles are worse than Limp Biscuit. Not true.
2: For somebody who has uh, based his career on controversial opinions, I'm surprised you dig your heels in so much on such a non-controversial opinion. What that the Beatles are uh, overrated? No, that the, the Beatles are the best band ever, says everybody ever. Oh, well, I, know, I mean like it's such a non yeah, such a conformist I mean, take but from a, a guy who's who's made his living with controversial opinions.
3: But how can I argue that the sky is blue?
2: Because it's far from a fact. (laughs) The sky is blue. No, that the Beatles are the best band ever. That's far from a fact. Well, it might be a generational thing. I
3: I don't know. But I am encouraged by the fact that so many younger people do seem to love the Beatles.
2: Well, it's because the younger people hear people like you talking about it and go, Wow, Gordon usually knows what he's talking about. So I guess I better parrot it, whether it's true or not. No, it's more like, hey, they hear an opinion. So they go check it out and they say...
3: Hey, I didn't live through this era. I didn't see the revolution that took place
2: by way of this music, but I like it. Somewhere along the line, someone Gordon thought was cool was like, hey, the Beatles are the best band ever. And Gordon's like, you know what? If that cool guy has that opinion, it's got to be fact.
3: Now, OK, so you get angry at me for saying you're a casual fan. You just called me an empty headed <laughs> sheep. I didn't know. Yes, you did. You did. I didn't thanks know for it. saying she. I, like, I mean, I, I, I couldn't make up that, I make up my mind on that myself. I had to hear it from somebody else And I thought it was cool, and so that clinched it for me. Exactly. <laughs> that
1: is really.
3: I demeaning. never used the
1: word empty headed.
3: I know you believe you think
2: that.
1: <laughs> it's like me and Jimmy Meat World. I grew up with it. I love it. I think it's great. I asked Gordon if he wanted to go. He said, "No, thanks." That's what? what my reaction wait. is with the Beatles. He You're grew up with it. He loves wait, wait, it. Wait, wait, I just say wait, 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 wait. You're comparing Jimmy Eat World to the Beatles? No, I'm not. I'm saying they're better than the my
2: Beatles. My controversial opinion is simply that the Beatles are not the best band ever. And somehow I offend Gordon every time I say that. But also like in the, this segment. That they don't meet that steep standard <laughs> yeah,
1: is somehow but Austin an does, Austin genuinely does not like the Beatles. No, that's not true. You, isn't, isn't? They're really good. Oh, they're just by definition overrated because everybody, when they're told to wear a collar to the country club, does it. And the Beatles are the best band in history. Exactly.
3: See now, now you now you're just putting everybody down like they can't think for themselves that they didn't hear the music themselves that they didn't feel what the music was telling them uh, themselves huh. that they had to I conform didn't call to a some name. sort. Of-
1: I didn't put him yeah, down. yes, you did. You, you said, if anyone doesn't like Jimmy B- Buffett, they've got something wrong with them. And then said, I'm not putting anybody down. And then just now, when I said Jimmy World's better than the Beatles, you think Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy World's better than
2: the Beatles? Exactly. exactly. Uh, yeah. I, 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 to well, each his own, unless yeah, it's Austin. That's true. No, no, it's true what you said. To each his own, unless they disagree with me. That's what it is. <laughs> hey, that's you like... can take whatever you want, as long as you agree with what I'm
3: saying. Uh, see, that's what I did. That's a mistake I made with my kids. I wanted them to... Th- be strong-minded people I wanted them to think for themselves and and come up with their own opinions on matters until they started disagreeing with me
2: well don't take that out (laughs) on us man that's not our fault
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay you go ahead and like jimmy world and and jake you like uh the doors or whoever your favorite who is your
2: favorite well, favorite and best band ever. Does oh, that Bob have Dillon? to be, does that have to be the, uh, the same answer? I don't know. You're, you can define it for yourself any
3: which way you want. Thank
1: you. That's
2: exactly. Actual, that's what I've
1: been arguing all Bob these Dillon, years. Bob Dylan's a perfect example. Yeah. I'd rather listen to Gordon's left shoe <laughs> for ad nauseum till I die yeah. rather than listen to one more second of a Bob Dylan right. song. But that's how my head hears Bob Dylan. And yours, here's bad singing. and thinks right. it's good.
3: Well, I was going to say I agree with what you're saying until you said that last thing. But you're right about everybody should have their own thought on it. It's just fun
2: to argue. It about. is. But I'm just – my point is it's not – I think something's a, wrong in your head. It's not exactly <laughs> courageous to ah, have the – Speak be- up. My hearing's not very good. To have the Beatles <laughs> is your answer.
3: Well, I mean, just because – you know, in my mind, the facts a fact, whether whether you're it's a solitary opinion and you're by yourself or whether you got millions of other people who agree. And now we're the back to square one. Facts. Yeah.
2: Now we're back to square one. I thought we made some progress. No. We found some common ground. But now back. we are. And whoever's calling, stop. I'm not more 97.5 and 1280 <laughs> The Zone. Give
0: you this. Listen- This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Presented by Big O Tires with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you
2: trust. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks working from home or with a hybrid workforce. Get a powerful IT partner. Syringa Networks, call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Coming up, top three o'clock hour, Gordon. I want to dig into uh, Mark Harlan was on with uh, DJ and PK this morning. Athletic director at Utah laying out some of the policy and how Utah's going to hand, handle name, image, and likeness. I thought there was some interesting stuff. We yeah. should uh, we should comb through. Yes, uh, coming up around, coming up right around the corner.
3: Yeah, don't miss it. And then we, you and I, have our thoughts on that. So yeah, that's good
2: stuff. The college football is close. What did what did Scotty do today on sixty and 64? Forty something? Low yeah. 40s. And it was a kid from uh, southern from Utah. From southern Utah, yeah. Gordon, you should tackle that name. No, thanks. I hate, the- I hate mispronouncing people's names. I know, I don't like it either. And I do it a lot, and I, it embarrasses me every time. Go ahead, give it a whirl. Except for Munson. That, that one makes me laugh. George Kliavkov, Klyavkov, still practicing that one. Leavkov.
3: Uh Okay, and what's the kid's name down in Southern Utah? Go ahead. I I I don't I, have it in front of me. Oh, no, neither do I. Austin, can you uh, give it a whirl?
1: This is all news to me.
3: Oh,
2: there's a Southern Utah kid on the 1660. Yeah, yeah. Anywho, college football is close. Uh, you know, I'll be excited when camps open up. I think we we kind of dipped our toe into the college football convo yesterday. I think there are a lot of Interesting storylines going into this year, and we're not that far away. We're yet. really not. We're less than a. When did the camp start? What the first week of August? And it'll be it'll be great to have a normal football year. Yeah. Gordon, I, I know. I'm sure you do this a lot because uh, I, I I bet we all do. We can't help it. But think about where we were at this point last oh, year. miserable! And the debate on whether or not football was actually going to happen, and uh, in what way, shape, or form. And it was just such a. It was just such chaos that. I don't know. The first normal football season in two years, I mean, it's going to be cool. Yeah. It's going to feel good, and I, I'm very, very much looking forward to it. Couldn't agree more,
3: Jake. What, what, is, uh, what single thing, if, you, if I had to pin you down to one thing that you're looking forward to the most <laughs> from a, from a within-the-state standpoint, uh, I know it's tough. Okay, let me give you two. Two of the top things you're looking forward to
2: this football season. Oh, I I'm going to start with the obvious: a full slate of games. <laughs> okay, you know how many games did Utah end up playing last year? Total, six. You know, I know you. I know BYU played a full twelve, right? They got in a full twelve. What did Utah State play? They were limited, but not to six, I don't think. But just I mean, do you remember that that run? Um, you know, I remember this uh, this show very vividly. Gordon, where Utah's um, game was canceled uh, the Friday before, right when we were about to have football Friday, we yeah. were at the store uh-huh. and the game canceled literally on my way to the show. So it had to be like, you know, 1.30 or whatever, where they didn't get on the plane and all of a sudden we're going from, oh, right, we're going to see this to never mind. Uh, the youth were
1: scheduled for six, ended up playing five.
2: Ended up playing five. How? But how? That's terrible. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward tough. to not worrying about if they're going to get on the darn plane. That's and, what I'm looking forward to.
3: And on top of that was the whole thing with the COVID and how difficult it was. It was just kind of a heavy, heavy kind of a lead bed that had been thrown uh, over the whole whole operation. But and, and I understand that the COVID thing is still a, a, a big deal. People have to be careful out there. And get vaccinated. Uh,
2: but it just feels a little better. Like you know, like it can function. Yeah. Utah State played six of eight games last year. So I mean, and Weaver State didn't play at all. Until. That 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 is number one. That's obvious. Why I'm looking forward to a full schedule, full slate, conference races, big matchups. You name it. I mean, the, the craziest story last year, BYU didn't know who they were playing. When did they schedule? When did they finally schedule Coastal Carolina? Was it Wednesday? I remember yeah, they like, sent the truck like, out. It was like two days before the game. They they sent – think about the logistics that go into this. They, they sent the truck out before knowing that they were going to play just in hopes of it so it would actually get there in time, agree to play – prepare in 48 hours, fly across the country, play a really good football team and yeah. pull it off. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it it's is. amazing. It's amazing. Yeah.
3: that's yeah, why And that's a lot of people believe without making excuses for BYU that had they had a normal preparation week that they might have been able to make a difference in that game. I, I don't know.
2: It. You know what? This was my take after it happened. It doesn't matter to me. Just so it was Good for n- BYU. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? BYU could have easily have ducked that game. Yep. They would have had a number of easy explanations for not playing that football game, and they wanted to, to test the, the team. They they wanted to see what the team was made of. Tom Homo had to take the most difficult schedule in probably the program's history, wad it up and throw it in the garbage can, and start from scratch with teams that actually could play. And he wanted to see him play a good team. And Coast Carolina was a good team. Yeah. They, I, I thought it took a lot of guts to play that football game. And th- they should be happy that they decided to challenge themselves instead of game the system yeah. to have an undefeated team. I I admire BYU for playing that game last year.
3: Yeah. Everything that. Tom Homo had one heck of a year. That I mean, dude he, deserves he really a.
2: Did. I don't know what the. the uh, well, he got didn't he get the award for he? like AD of the Year he or should've. something? He won something. He should have. Amazing. Think yeah. of the, think of the, think of it this way, Tom. BYU was the only school at one point in the Western United States playing football. <laughs> that was that was going to play football. Imagine the the, I mean at least independence of thought, right? I mean. Pretty amazing. This, the last year was just incredible. I'm looking forward to it being normal. I'm looking forward to not talking about that and talking about, hey, Gordon, how do you think the running back is going to play? Yeah. You know?
3: Yeah, there are still some things that need to be taken care of out there as far as uh, national health goes and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be the flip because it's going to be a very difficult schedule just for schedule's sake.
0: Coming in at number 41 from Southern Utah University, okay. Okay, La Akea Koho'o Hanohano Davis.
3: One more time, please.
0: Working on Number it. 41 from Southern Utah University, La Akea Koho'o Hanohano Davis.
1: <laughs> La Akea Koho'o Hanohano Davis. Uh, now, th- this is what I was told when
3: when trying to get the Polynesian names correct that you, you're supposed to pronounce every vowel. Is that right? That's correct. Okay, so g- g- give our listeners that one one more time, please, Austin. Because Laakea
1: Laakea Kahohohanohana Davis. Woof!
2: Nice, Austin. Well done. Well done.
1: I see. Some
2: It's the apostrophes
1: that throw you off, really. Yeah.
3: Well, a guy, a guy like that deserves to have his name said right.
2: I'm going to
1: call him LKD from here on <laughs> out, though.
2: <laughs> All right, coming up next, uh, Mark Harlan was on with DJ and PK. We'll talk about a couple of things he had to say. Right around the corner, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.